Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Andy Vodder. My guest today is the Director of Business Development for Balfour Beatty Construction here in Dallas. He's worked with the firm for over eight years and been in construction his entire life. His name is Elias Bahar, and we sit down and talk about his love for the construction industry and really how technology is starting to change things at a rapid pace as it relates to construction. We're going to talk about augmented reality and how you can actually see what the final product is going to be before it ever gets built, as well as drone shots and how drones are starting to make it easier to see progress on the job site as the build comes along. A very interesting podcast. I think you're really going to enjoy this. All right, Elias. Well, thanks for being here today. Um, so you're, you're with uh, Balfour Beatty. Mm-hmm. You do sales. Describe your position that, that you do with them. So, um, so my position is director of business development, which um, has the underlining of being sales, mm-hmm. uh, but it actually is a little bit more than that. Um, and I learned that once I took the position. Um, <laughs> it has more to do with leadership and, and more on the leadership development side, um, particularly when it comes to making sure that employees understand what we're doing, what we're chasing, that they are being listened to, that they're being heard, uh, and that we're asking questions of them to make sure that we are doing the right things. So it, it could be anything from you know, making sure people are happy at home to making sure that they're happy with their jobs. What are they, what are they using every day? What do we need to be adjusting? Um, so it's sales. I go and chase deals all the time, and I, sure. I go look for projects all the time. Um, but I'd say 60% of that is sales, and 40% of that is making sure my internal team is happy. Okay. So, wow. Yeah. So that, that's a unique opportunity then. That's similar to what I do is I, yeah. I've got that direct selling, you know, I'm out there doing the job that all mm-hmm. of our salespeople are doing, but I'm also very in tune to what what's the team in here doing. How, exactly. How, how's everybody doing their job? Yeah. So you mentioned um, focusing mm-hmm. their attention. So is there a specific... Uh, type of focus that your organization or your team focuses on as far as what type of clients or what type of projects you're looking for? Um, well, it's twofold on what we focus on. So from the project side, yes, it's, it's, it's specific to what types of projects we want, uh, what type of projects we want to go for, what fits our, our fastball, what are we good at, uh, what, are our, what are our team have experience in mm-hmm. uh, what do we want to do you know there's there's definitely areas that we want to try and branch out into that we don't have a lot of experience in but we're we have the qualified people to do it they just don't have the experience um, so there's that side of it and then on the internal side one of our big focuses is on culture and we have um, we have a big um, push to make sure that everyone understands what our culture is and, and, and that's such a vague comment sure. just in yeah. general um, because it could be anything and, and it could change every day. And it, and it tends to do that uh, just because that's the nature of the beast. It's people. And it's people. <laughs> yeah. People yeah. change every day. You're not going to have a great day every day. You're not going to have everything's not going to go your way every day. Uh, so your attitude's going to be adjusted based off of that and knowing how people are and how they react to things, mm-hmm. uh, you got to make sure that you're paying attention to that. Do you feel like the culture you guys have at your organization is unique for your industry? 
Yes, um, I, I feel like we are unique. Uh, you mentioned you had TD Industries in here not that long ago. Um, those, those guys, you know, we, we like to consider ourselves aligned with them on as far as culture is concerned. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've adapted that dramatically, and, and we try to do the same thing. It's obviously different being on the general contractor side, sure. but um, but we do try to, to 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 bring that in, and that's you know they have a lot of max leadership training, and we do as well. Okay, um, and that essentially we have people that will go and do a max leadership intro session, and it teaches them about themselves. You know, most of what the training is, they already know. They just may not know it all together. So understanding the bigger picture versus just focusing in on, hey, I'm good at this one thing or, hey, I'm bad at this one thing. Sure. It's how do these all complement each other? How do you make it work sure. every day for you? Yeah. So um, so obviously you like your job. I love it. Um, what are some of the favorite, like, your favorite things about the job? You may have already answered that. but Well, um, you know, being able, so I'm a people person. I know you are too. Um, I love talking to people, so being able to go and converse with with our employees and see what's going on mm-hmm. uh, in their personal lives and their in their in their their jobs, I want to know who's happy, who's not. That's probably my favorite part. Obviously, winning a big project is yeah. <laughs> got to be high up there, right? Yep. Uh, and winning a lot of projects is fun. Uh, but making sure that I got, I, I, I just enjoy talking to people. So excellent. So take us back. What, when did you get into this industry? And kind of what was there a moment that you decided this is what I want to do, or was it a sure? Uh, you know, how how did that all come about? So um, there there was a little bit of an aha moment for me when I was in school. I I went to uh, I got my bachelor's from Auburn University. And yeah, when I, I was, I noticed a sticker on your, you noticed on my truck. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we're we're proud. No kidding. <laughs> um, and so when I was in school, I I went in initially just kind of general studies. I did I had a political science degree, or that was my major sure. route. And um, and I met some friends and found out about this building or this construction science building science program that Auburn puts on. And it's one of the top in the nation. Um, didn't know that at the time. Didn't know that before I got there. Um, and so I went and hung out with them a few times. We went to Atlanta, which is about an hour, hour and a half drive from Auburn. And, uh, and they, they took me on some tours of some buildings that they were interning with some contractors in Atlanta. And and so I got to go and put a hard hat on and a vest and go walk around a job site and I was just I was shocked you know I was just stunned I, I I didn't know what they were doing but I knew I liked what they were doing sure and and you know so I've always kind of had I've always kind of had that construction mindset my my dad has a uh, residential renovation business that he's been doing for years. And he used to make me go work for him. The key word is make, yep. because I did not want to go. <laughs> uh, I was a laborer, and uh, and I was good at mixing concrete and building fences and digging ditches, and, and I hated that. Yeah, um, taught me a lot of lessons there. But I, um, but so because of that, I kind of have a little bit of an engineering mind at 
you know, from growing up. Um, but then once I got into, uh, or once I went to go visit that job site, I knew that's what I needed to do. So I immediately made my transition over and, sure. and started going down that route. Excellent. And so that, from that point on, you've been in the industry. Yep. So, so, I, so actually, after Auburn, I went to grad school at Southern Miss. I got okay. my master's in construction management. I wanted to go work for an owner's rep, a construction management firm. And, um, and I was very fortunate. As soon as I got, as, uh, I say fortunate, when I was looking for jobs, nobody was hiring. Mm-hmm. Um, I applied everywhere. I know that feeling. Yeah. yeah. And, and, it, and it sucked. And, and nobody would even call me. Nobody responded to emails. Nobody acknowledged my existence except for family. Uh, so so that, that was hard. Um, but I did get lucky. Um, I ended up going to work for a construction management firm, uh, Pritchard Associates. And I was there for about six and a half years before I moved over to Balfour. Um, but it was exactly what I wanted to do. I got really lucky. Um, so, so my experience, the from 2011 until now is, is where I've been working. Um, so coming up on eight years here, well, it's a little over eight years yeah. now. Uh, I'm feeling old. Yeah, I was going to say, you're one of the you're one of the older guys there probably, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the, uh, and so, so, you know, the cool part about being on the owner's rep side is that you see the whole thing. You see the big picture. I've always kind of been more, broad lensed versus narrow lensed mm-hmm. um, and so the the fun part for me was being able to see why the owners decided to do what uh, you know how they make the deals work uh, understanding when we send them a budget that they've got to fit it in their budget and then they have other costs associated with the project it's not just construction costs right um, and so seeing all of that helped me get a better understanding of a project as a whole um, and, and I worked on so many different kinds of projects. Um, being an owner's rep, you're allowed to, or you're able to work on more projects at one time just because of the nature of the involvement that you're in. So because of that, I worked on multifamily. I worked on industrial. I worked on commercial high-rise. I worked on interiors. I worked on, uh, I worked on civil projects, doing some... Uh, putting in infrastructure, mm-hmm. um, and and so I got to see a multitude of different kinds of projects and and understand drawings and and sure. reviewing drawings and understanding details better, um, and so so from the owner's side to the architect's side all the way into you know when it's actually being built, understanding the process of how construction works. Um, you know, I got to see the whole thing, so it's cool. It was a great yeah. experience for me. So, so now, who would, who would you say are your are your customers? Who are you calling on to try and uncover opportunities? Sure. Um, so we have a lot of existing recurring clients. Uh, we're fortunate that we do have that. Um, my usual calls are to architects on the interior side, uh, include and education really. Um, let me let me back up a sure. little bit more on my role. So I do business development. But I do business development for our interiors group, which we have okay. a we have an interiors group that does 120 million dollars a year in interiors alone. Um, we have an education group that does over 200 million a year 
and we have a large projects group. So we have three business units, and our large projects group is around five five hundred million a year. So we have all together, we're close to seven hundred fifty to you know a billion dollars a year in in projects. And um, so my focus has been on interiors, and now I'm starting to get more involved with the education group. Okay. okay. Um, so K through twelve, higher ed, and because of that. It's shifted a little bit of my mindset on who I call on. Um, being, you know, with education, you've got bond programs that are voted on and they go for years. Uh, so it's easier to track those. Sure. Uh, with, with the interiors world, it's so fast-paced that usually I'm just reacting. Um, not all the time. And just so everybody understands, when you're talking about interiors, that means the building is already there. You're, Correct. You're fitting out a suite or a floor yes. or something for a customer so That's they right. can move into a to a space. That's right. So um, a company moves into a building, we will go and finish out the, well, actually build the walls, build the interiors, sure. build the ceilings, put the flooring in, all that. Yep. So so you've got someone that's, their lease is up and they're moving to a new space. They've got 10 months mm-hmm. to where they got to get bids, got to get it all figured out and get it built so they can move in on a certain date. And that's fast. And when you're talking about a education, it's a bond that gets proposed by the school board and it goes up to a vote. So yep. it's a very public, and you also know how much money you have because exactly. they, they pass a certain dollar exactly. amount in there. That's right. Um, and they usually have specific things that that bond is going for before it. So you've kind of got time to mm-hmm. yeah, you hunt, hunt down the opportunity because you, they've, you know, they've, there's several years into that process, you know, by the time it gets down to what's going to cost to build this. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then it's learning, a new world. learning how to do both of those effectively. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> I'm still learning. Let's, right? let's be clear. Well, I'm yeah, still I learning. Mean, hopefully we're all still learning. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So that kind of leads us to, like, what, what's changing in the construction world? I mean, uh, whatever you knew yesterday is probably obsolete in some, in some categories, right? So yep. what are some of the biggest changes you're seeing? So my biggest, the changes I'm seeing the most of are more on the technology side. We have, um, we've started implementing augmented reality, AR, mm-hmm. into what we do. Uh, it's very early on. It's very elementary uh, as far as how we're using it. Um, but it's going to be the future. So is that like someone putting on a headset and seeing their space but with the walls in place? That's and, virtual reality. Okay, that's virtual reality. Augmented reality is different. So... And I, and I should know the definition of this because I've, I've <laughs> been doing presentations on it. Um, augmented reality is taking a computer-generated image and superimposing it into a real-world scenario. So, for example, I have an app on my phone that I can pull up a model of a building or a, a model of a city block and show a site with a crane and show access, ingress, and egress to get on that site and I can show it to you on this table versus virtual reality it's in a room typically it's in a room Uh, you have a a screen that it's projected on you have a headset on there's sensors in the room that pick up the headset Mm -hmm. so they know where you are in relation to the model and then that model is implemented and you can actually fly through the model right so that's virtual reality augmented reality is it's so cool uh, it's you know it's bringing something into a real life scenario, and, uh, and the eventual goal of augmented reality for us, uh, and, it, and this will probably change, uh, but for right now the eventual goal is to be able to go into a meeting, 
with a client and say and sit down with the model and, and be able to pull it up. So show it on the desk, have an iPad that actually you can show it sure. and fly around it there. So it's a lot more, it's a lot easier to use. Um, it's also a lot more mobile. So that, That's pretty fantastic pretty stuff. Cool. I mean, that's really cool. I was talking to an uh, electrical contractor, so they're not a GC, but um, in Iowa, and they were saying how one of their newest divisions is drones, and they use it for surveying. And they said the fact that now they can take a drone and survey in a day what used to take just forever um, on the ground, and they get these really cool aerial shots and video footage as well. So like, you can sell this. You know, it's even cooler than just here's all the stuff you needed. We can also kind of sell the fact that you get this really cool video and all this stuff. So uh, that was one aspect he was saying how it's transforming. It's like the fastest growing division in their in their company. Because, it is. Um, I'm sure you're seeing that at, at your level as well. We're using it. We're using drones to. So the progress pictures, be able to go sure. fly around a building and take pictures and send those to clients, that's, that's really helpful. Um, they're actually, to go even further with drones, they're, they're working on being able to create models based off of drone imagery to, to create a model of a building from a drone image. So that's the next iteration sure. of drone use. So we're going to take drones and basically make augmented reality yeah. from the drone footage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Why build buildings then if it's already, it's already, <laughs> it's already digitally there, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, well, I mean, when you look at it from your perspective, a guy that is trying to interact with the right people and show them why you and your company are the right fit for them, like that, that makes... I, I can just see the leap forward for, for you and your organization because now that's one of the most frustrating things. Uh, I, I've never been a customer to build a giant building or anything like that, but I have been a customer to build a home sure. or do small construction projects, and that's one of the biggest frustrations is like, okay, but I really need to know what this is actually going to look like mm-hmm. because you're going to want money up front. I'm making a huge decision here, and I can't really back out once I've decided what am I getting? And so the, the closer someone can get to showing you modeling and rendering and real-world visuals of how this is going to look, and like you even said, showing project um, completion as it, as, it, as it goes, you can actually verify that things are moving in the right direction. That just seems uh, like everything I've ever wanted mm-hmm. as, a, as an end user trying to get a contractor to, Absolutely. to make a decision on. So. Yeah, it, it is. It's, a, it's really a tool for us, and... Uh, and it, and it's not we're not done with it yet. I mean, it's it's still early on, mm-hmm. and we're still learning what its c- capabilities are. Uh, and and you'll see, um, construction technology is one of the most funded investment portfolios in uh, in the real estate industry in the country right now, because of that. It's so far behind everything else. We are so used to plans having something printed on uh, and, sure. and in front of us on a, on the on the desk that it's so far behind it's it's crazy but it <laughs> yeah, it's going to change it's yeah. radically yeah. changing daily so is that something that the majority of the general contractors out there are getting behind would you say or is it are there still just a few leading companies doing and everybody else is lagging behind i think there's probably only a handful at least in the metroplex sure. that that do 
implement that technology. I think the barriers for, for implementation are starting to come down right. to allow it to be easier for other people to use. Um, but it's, it's going to take probably, it's going to take a while before everyone is using sure. all that. So what are some of the things that you would say make your job exciting outside of really cool technology? Because that, <laughs> that excites me to think about. But. Yeah, it's, it excites me. Too. <laughs> and, and look, when you, when you talk, you talk to uh, somebody else and they say, wait, a BD guy's talking about right. technology. <laughs> Why does he need to know about technology? So it's, it's fun. It's exciting to sure. me. Um, other than that, I think, um, you know, the pursuit of a project to me is what excites me. Um, being able to go in and talk to a client that's looking to do a building and understand what they want from that building, right? So whether it's they want a cool facade, whether they want, they want to lease it up and they want to sell it, you know, whatever the... Sure. Whatever their goal is, whatever they want from a project, understanding that, being able to help them get there and then go and build it, it's, you know, that's, that's what excites me every day. It's, I'm, I'm very passionate about construction, uh, and I'll answer one of your questions here in a little bit about that, um, but, but it's, it's being able to follow the process all the way along is what gets me up every day. So is that something you would say sets you and maybe your company apart as well? I mean, I, I envision the fact, one of the frustrations I'm sure that a client or a client rep or an architect has is, okay, we put this out the bid and then it's just going to be the lowest bidder. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, who can do it for the shortest timeline or the least amount of money? Sure. Um, and that hasn't you haven't said that at all yet about mm. what you guys do right so mm. i'm i'm assuming you're not the cheapest or necessarily the fastest you're what's right for the customer so it depends uh, and i say that with an asterisk sure. because it it does depend um and i won't and i'm not going to name any names or name any projects um but we have between our large projects group where we can build you know massive structures and our interiors world for example if there's a client that has a corporate build a suit they have to have a tenant in in a certain period of time what sets us apart is the fact that we can do both of those things and we can do them concurrently versus the process of having one gc or two gcs excuse me one building the building and then another one coming in and finishing out the reason that we are able to do it sooner is because from the city's eyes, when you permit, if they see one general contractor who's doing the project, they're doing the interiors and they're building the building, you're allowed to get in sooner. You can actually start the process sooner. In some cases, that could even be as much as three months. Wow. And, and so from that standpoint, three months of general conditions, three months of, of rent not being paid. Sure. That's serious dollars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're, we, you know, from a budget standpoint, we like to cover the bases and make sure that everything is covered. Uh, another thing that, that we have to do as well, we're a publicly traded company. And because of that, we're not allowed to put, we, we legally are not allowed to move our general conditions. So anything that it takes from our side to build a project, 
our payroll, our job trailers, uh, you know, everything down to Portalette Rentals. Everything is shown. We can't put any money in any other divisions. And I'm not going to say others do. Sure. Because, but, but we can't. Right. Okay. That makes sense. So from that standpoint, we do not... We do not show our fee somewhere else. We do not hide our numbers anywhere else. It's very transparent. We also cover our bases from a budget standpoint that if, for example, the drawings are, let's say they're 60% uh, permit set, you're not going to have all the details. You're not going to have all the finishes selected. You're not going to have light fixtures picked. You're not going to have these things. We put those numbers in there to make sure you don't lose those, right? Because change orders are a thing. And and if you ask any client that's worked on a project with us, you can ask him how many times that we've forgotten something because they can they can remember it because we don't so do rare. it that often. Yeah. That one time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we and we catch yeah. it and we yeah. and we say, okay, all right, we we messed up. So that sounds like, um, from my limited understanding, then that puts you in. It also makes sense why you've been with the company so long. It, mm-hmm. it puts you in a very good position because sure. you don't have to just lower the cost or hide hide things to change order later mm-hmm. to win the business because you're more efficient. That's so right. You, you can save them money by doing something faster or, or concurrent projects. That's right. And still be coming at a, an aggressive price without Absolutely. having to cut your cut your price essentially. Absolutely. You know, that makes a whole lot of sense the way you described that. Yeah. Um, So if you had, this is more industry wide, if you had a magic wand and could just fix anything that that you see out there, what what would you fix? Oh man, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. (laughs) I, 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 I would like for clients to be told the truth about a, what, it, what a project actually costs, and B, what it actually takes to build it in, time-wise. Time-wise? Yeah. We have such a hard time explaining this is what the schedule is. If somebody tells you they can do it faster than that, they're lying to you. And, and, and there's, there's contractual ways that they can lock people in to those dates, but there's wiggle room as well. Sure. So... So we'll lose business because we tell them the honestly truth. the yep. truth of how long it's going to take. And, and they go with somebody else who, you know, for whatever reason, doesn't meet that schedule. And they come back and tell us, oh, yeah, you were right. And, and we don't want that. Because, right. frankly, they are misled on their expectations. They're not managed properly. And, and the project becomes sour. And you don't, you know, any time that you end on a project on a sa- on a sour note, it's not good. Absolutely. So yep. if you if you tell if 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 I could fix one thing industry wide, I mean, this is all the way down the whole ladder. This is not just other contractors. These are brokers. These are owners, reps. These are architects. These are other. These are Everybody us. Everybody involved time. in the planning and construction. Everyone. Yeah. If we could fix that, we would save a lot of people a lot of heartache. And in some cases, you know, for most of most of the developers that do this every day, it's um, you know they kind of know the game, they understand it. But for the one-offs or the you know the guys who only do a couple of these a year, if that, that could be a big difference. Yeah. That could that yeah. could possibly bankrupt them. Yeah. So so you're 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 talking about real 
people, real issues, real life problems that people are just throwing it out there. Sure. So. No, that, that, that makes a lot of sense, and it's not a self. It's not really a selfish selfish answer because yeah. if that's fixed, that doesn't necessarily mean you get more business from it. it no, just, it doesn't. It, it just, means everybody's telling the truth. It just makes <laughs> it. It makes it well, and also, you know, I've I've done several of these podcasts, and you know, I'm trying to find people who are successful at their jobs, working for successful organizations, and you know, the one thing that you always hear, regardless of what specific industry or what specific, you know, if they're an architect or a GC or a designer or a dealer or whatever, is if you're focusing on the best interest of the customer, you're going to have success. And that's, I mean, that is a universal theme that everybody uh, is, is talking about. Um, and you can hear it from what you're saying. It's like, uh, it, even if they don't pick you, it's just the fact that now they're frustrated and it's sour mm-hmm. is is bad for the industry, right? It's just, it is. It's just bad for interpersonal relationships you want people to feel like they're successful at what they're doing and that that did not end that way exactly so, um yeah that that's a consistent theme regardless of if you're an architect uh, a dealer trying to sell the furniture on mm-hmm. it or trying to build the entire the entire building like you're sure. talking about sure so all right some more personal questions here okay uh what is your favorite thing to do when you're not at work play golf all right <laughs> I'm easy. How often are you playing golf? Uh, not as much as I'd like to. And again, the business development you. side, yeah. uh, I know that people would disagree with that, right. including my wife. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm lucky if I can get out once a week. And that's a lot. And my wife would say that's way too yeah, much for you. Everybody says that's a lot. <laughs> but that, yeah, if you, if you love it, though, it's not that's I love too it. much. And, um, and, then, and, then not, and I probably should put these on the same level. <laughs> And just in case my wife is listening, it's it's hanging out with my wife and my my newborn as right, well. There you go. So, so yeah. that, that's a given, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a given, right? That would be a cliche answer if that's yes. what you gave. So. Thank you. <laughs> I'll bail you out on that. Thank one, you. But. Yeah. Um, and then, if you had all the money in the world, uh, what what would you do? If I had all the money in the world, so that this was Amy and my wife and I have talked about this last night for a, a while because uh, it's interesting when you start thinking about. If sure. money's not an object, what what would what would you do? And and honestly, I would I'd be in construction. I I'd probably own my own construction company, um, but I would be in construction. I mean, it is I love it. It is uh, it is exciting. It changes every day. There's n- no no two days are ever the same. There's similarities, but ne- every day is different. Sure. Um, and being around, being on a job site. Walking around a job site, uh, understanding how pieces are being put together—it's just—it's—it's it's what drives me. And um, and it may it may sound cliche, but I would I'd own my own company. I'd have somebody managing it. I'd play a lot of golf. There so, you go. so yeah, yeah, perfect perfect answer. <laughs> when I'm not on a golf course during a work day, I'm on a yes, job site. Do, do what you love, and then also do what you love. There you so. go. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you spending a few minutes with us, and um, it's obvious your passion for construction, uh, for customers that you're dealing with, and definitely the industry is better off with with you in it. Well, thank so, you. I appreciate that. All right. Thanks.